Hey kids, welcome back to the next episode of the Incredible Kids Podcast. My name is Moritz Siri, and I will be your host through this incredible journey. We are going to meet many incredible kids. They are going to share with us their stories. Some of them super cool and different like you've never heard before. And some you may say are just ordinary, but all of them incredible. If you have great ideas, email me today at ikidspodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for Incredible Kids. It's time for the joke of the day. Yay! Today's joke is brought to you by R.E.A.R. from Baltimore, Maryland. Why did the robot get mad? Because everyone was pressing its buttons. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Incredible Kids. The following episode is sponsored by Mosaic Press Publishing Company. Thank you so much. And you're going to hear later about an incredible book that every Jewish family needs. I want to give a big thank you to our sponsors at Yidflix, and we'll hear more about them later on in the program. Today, I have a very kind of crazy story to share with everybody. I knew I really wanted to have an episode that talks about the unique challenges of when people have special needs relatives. I had so many people say, I'll talk about my brother, I'll talk about my cousin, and all of these are wonderful ideas, and I was a little overwhelmed. Like, I don't know who to choose. I want to include as many people as possible. And one of the people who reached out to me and said, hey, it was a girl named Tahila, and Tahila has two special needs uncles. And for some reason, I said, hey, let's try Tahila. She sounds like a cute girl, as does everyone else, right? So I reached out to Tahila, and she did a wonderful job. You're going to hear her beautiful interview. While I was talking to her, you're going to hear that she mentioned that one of the things that inspired her and continues to inspire her about special needs people is A.B. Rattenberg's song. I have to say this because throughout the whole episode, I kept calling the song, Who Am I? But in the Journeys album by A.B. Rattenberg, the song is actually Who I Am. So I'm sure some of you probably noticed that already, but I'm sorry, I made a mistake and it still is the same message. So then while I'm talking to Tahila, she mentioned that A.B. Rattenberg's song was something her parents always played for her to teach her how to deal with and connect with special needs people. We talked about that and I said, you know what, Tahila, that's a great idea. Let's bring on A.B. Rattenberg onto the podcast. Reb A.B. Rattenberg is such a nice person and I'm going to ask him. I'm sure he'll come on. And we did and we got A.B. Rattenberg on. You're going to love that interview as well. There's so much more I wanted to talk to him about because he's written so many beautiful songs for people of all ages to learn from and enjoy. I only got a little bit of it, obviously, but you're going to hear during the interview, I was even more surprised by what happened next. There's only one way to describe it by Hashkacha Pratis. Hashem runs this world, obviously, but I saw it so strongly through the fact that I picked Tehila out of all the kids who wanted to come on to talk about special needs in the family. And then she's going to mention something that's so connected with Reb A.B. Rattenberg and Camp Hask. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to let you hear it as it goes by itself. And maybe at the end of this episode, I'll give you more details if you're still not understanding all this craziness that took place. Baruch Hashem. So I present to you this incredible episode and I hope we all can gain so many beautiful lessons from it. We asked our listeners, can you tell us about a time you interacted with someone with special needs? Here's what they had to say. Hi, my name is Chaim, and I'm six years old, and I had a friend that he had a brother that had special needs, and whenever I saw him in the hallways, I said hi to him with a smile to make him feel special. Hi, my name is Freda. I'm 10 years old, and I once went to a petting zoo, and there was a girl with braces, and she was in a wheelchair, and I played with her and helped her with animals while my father talked to her father. Hi, my name is Gershom, and I'm 9 years old, and at the time when I had an interaction with somebody with special needs, I tried to be very nice with them because I knew that they're very special. Hi, my name is Bracha, and I'm eight years old. I really like to visit my mother's classroom since she is a mower for special needs kids. I like to play with them and help them learn whatever they are learning. Hi, my name is Shandy, and I'm eight and a half years old. I have an uncle who has Down syndrome. Whenever I visit my Bubby and Zadie's house, I am always so excited to see my uncle, and he is also so excited to see me. I like to chat with him. Sometimes it's hard to understand what he's saying, so I ask him to repeat it. 
I also like playing games with him. Even though he's different on the outside, he's the same on the inside, and I try to treat him just like I would to a regular person. Hi, my name's Ahuva. I'm seven years old, and I had a second cousin that was in my camp, and she had Down syndrome, and I was the only one who was nice to her. And at the end of the summer, I left to go somewhere, and everyone was nice to her. Hi, my name is Ayira, and I'm eight years old. And I have an uncle. He has special needs. And even though he can't talk and walk, he always has a smile on his face because I smile at him. Hi, my name is Devora, and I'm nine years old. There's a class in my school for special needs people. And one time, like, they were kind of out of control. And they started, like, being a little too much for everyone and I told my teacher and she said since they're special needs just let them be and then I felt it's true and then I felt a lot more better. Hi my name is Leon I'm five years old. I played a special needs boy that was my cousin. It was a little bit of fun. We are ready for our first interview. Enjoy hearing Tehila from Jackson, New Jersey. Hi, Tehila. Welcome to Incredible Kids. I'm so happy you're here. Hi. Introduce yourself. Tell us your name, your age, where you're from, and anything about yourself that you want to add in. My name is Tehila, and I'm eight years old, and I live in Jackson, New Jersey. Okay, cool. Can you tell us anything interesting about yourself? Like, what are your talents? What are your hobbies? Let us get to know you a bit. Uh, my hobbies are swimming, schmoozing. Reading and listening to Incredible Kids. Ooh, okay, okay. And what are you really good at? Um, hockey. I did not see that coming. That's so cool. Is that like something that kids in Jackson do or it's like very unique to you? No, my father plays. Is he from Canada? Yeah. I knew it. People from Canada usually like to play hockey. Is he from Toronto? Yeah. So ice hockey or like floor hockey? Ice hockey. You play also? Yeah. Where? He brings us somewhere. To like a skating rink? Yeah. And then you bring hockey sticks? Yeah. Are you a good skater? Yeah. How old were you when you started ice skating? Like four. That's awesome. I never played ice hockey before, but it's a really exciting sport to watch. Because first somebody gets a goal and then, and then the other person takes the puck and then he falls. Mm-hmm. Like it's very fast. There's so much action. Yeah. Did you ever really get hurt or not so much? I always get hurt, but it's not like very bad. Mm -hmm. It's manageable. Yeah. Okay, well, we didn't come here today to talk about hockey, but like that's a really cool fact about you. I love finding out things about kids that I totally did not expect. I know a tiny bit about you because we schmoozed a little bit on the phone last week, but today we're going to talk more about having special needs people in your family. Right. First, I want you to explain to anybody listening, any kids listening, what does special needs mean? When you say somebody has special needs, like I know it's like a lot of different types, but what does it basically mean to you? It's like they look different and like they, they could barely like they can't like talk that well and like they just look different. Mm -hmm. So they look different. Sometimes they can't talk so well. Well, sometimes they look different. Do they always look different? Not always. Right. But a lot of times they look different. A lot of times they talk different. Those are just examples. Right. You had not one, but two people in your family with special needs, right? Yeah. Which is very unique because it's not like so common. Can you tell us how you were related to both of them? Um, One of them was my father's brother. And one of them was my mother's brother. Mm -hmm. And you're saying was, not is, because unfortunately they're no longer with us. Right. Right. How long ago did they die? Were they Nifter? Each one. One died two years ago mm -hmm. and one died this year. Okay. Wow. So first I just want to say that you should be very proud of yourself that you are feeling like you're up to talking about this because it's obviously like a more serious topic, even though we're also like going to have fun when we're schmoozing because that's one of your hobbies. You love to schmooze, right? <laughs> But we're also going to talk about like a very serious topic and you can be as real and as honest as you're comfortable with because I think that people listening might have the same worries or thoughts that you had about your uncles. And maybe through this conversation, like we could help other kids 
know how to feel about special needs people, especially if they're in their family. Right. How cool is that? Pretty cool. What are your memories of them? Um, so one of them, he was always smiling and he was always like making people happy. He's smiling. That's beautiful. And is that what you remember or that's what people always say? That's what I remember. And I remember something about my other uncle also. Okay. He used to not be able to talk that well. He used to always say a bracha no matter what, no matter what. And he and he didn't eat the food until somebody sent it made. Wow. He didn't really talk well, but he like used all his might to make a bracha, you're saying? Yeah. Even though he wasn't saying other things necessarily. Right. What does that make you think when you were able to see that? I just thought it was like a regular, but now that my mother like pointed it out, now I think it's like really, really cool. Yeah, it's so holy. Yeah. I've heard people say this before and maybe it's like written somewhere from like big rabbis or something. I don't know. But I hear people saying a lot that children and adults with special needs have a special neshama. They're like put into this world for whatever reason Hashem made them the way they are. They are so special. So I'm not surprised to hear that, you know, you said such beautiful things about each of them. I don't really know anything about them. But by one of them you said is spreading simcha and smiles. Right, wherever he went, your uncle. And the other one is making it whatever. Was it funny when he was always trying to get people to say brachos? Were people laughing? No. I feel like a lot of times with special needs people, maybe it's because we are not so comfortable around them sometimes. A lot of times, like people laugh and giggle. Do you ever see that happening? Yeah. One time I was by 7 Eleven with my mother, we were getting Slurpees. Ooh, yummy! And then I saw a special needs person and I hid behind my mother's legs and then and he pulled my ear and then my mother said that he was just trying to say hello. He just couldn't mm. really talk that well. Wow. Well, your mother grew up with a special needs brother. Right. So she probably has extra sensitivity to other special needs children. Do you think? Yeah. Do you feel like your mother helped you understand how to act around other people like that? Yeah. She told me that they're going to be the first people to greet Mashiach. When Mashiach comes, and they're going to turn back to regular people. Wow. And that they also didn't do one of it their whole entire life. Right, because they're not really responsible. Like if somebody is made differently and they can't control, right, the choices right. that they make, kind of like what I was saying before about their neshama being so pure and holy. So holy. So pure. Because they're not doing Averos. Right. They're just bringing good into the world. Do you feel like you had an opportunity to do more mitzvos when they were around? Yeah. Like, I used to tell my younger siblings to stop, like, staring at people if they saw somebody that was, like, special needs or, like, in a wheelchair. Wow. The more you're talking, the more incredible you really sound. You really sound like you really understand. Now, let me ask you, like, an honest question. Did you ever feel uncomfortable or maybe even scared? Like, I know you said before a story about being in 7-Eleven and hiding behind your mother's skirt when you saw somebody that was special needs. So, did that ever happen with your uncles? Well, whenever I'm there, like, I get a little nervous, but, like, I have to stay in the room because, like, it's not, like, it's, like, embarrassing. Like, you can't just, like, run out of the room. It's embarrassing for them. Right. So you were being sensitive to their feelings. Like, you realize that they have feelings, and how would they feel if they see you running away from them? Right. Wow. Can you talk a little bit about that nervous feeling? Like, do you remember, like, what was on your mind, or it was just, like, you didn't even know because you were so little? I don't even remember. I was just, like, I was just, like, nervous. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like... They're like so different. Right. Do they like come near you? No, they always stay near my parents or mm-hmm. my mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. Well, I can understand if anyone's nervous because it's different, right? But right. I could also understand, I could really understand if, you know, sometimes special needs children will come up to them and, and like want to touch them or be a little bit too much in their face. And then they feel like this is not something I'm used to, right? Right. So that's understandable. But you're just saying that like just in general, it feels different and it just feels uncomfortable. Now, was there a, a point where you became more comfortable? Um, my mother one time bought a book about special needs. It's called My Special Uncle. And it's like about a boy that has like an uncle that's special needs. And it just like shows like how he lives. And then like it shows that he's just a special uncle. It's very, 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 very special. Wow. It's so cool that your mother found a book about an uncle. Because like it could have been an aunt, you know? <laughs> it could have been like my special sister-in-law. Like it's cool <laughs> that it was an uncle and you have two uncles. I feel like you could write a book like that now, right? Right. And there was also a song that my father loves. Oh, wow. What's that? It's by Amy Rottenberg, and it's called... Who am I? Yeah. We play that on the podcast. Do you hear it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's my favorite song. I mean, I say that I think about like a lot of songs, but that's like really my favorite song. So you wonder just who am I as you quickly pass on by. Should we get A.B. Rattenberg to come onto this episode? Yeah. Let's get A.B. Rattenberg onto this episode. Should we? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do my homework. But back to business. So why is that your father's favorite song? Tell me what it is in your words. Because I played it on an episode in the beginning when we talked about people who have different health challenges, right? But it's really, I think, about special needs children. Um, I think because he, he, he like knows that me and my younger siblings are like nervous around them and like he likes to play it a lot so that like we understand. The lesson of the song is that like even though I look different, even though I may walk differently than you, even though I talk differently than you, right? I'm still the same as you because I have the same feelings, I enjoy the same things and we love laughter and we love sunsets and, and then it goes through like they're scared of thunderstorms. Like so many of our feelings they share because inside we're all the same. Hashem right. created all of us equally so that's why it's such a beautiful song and it's so special that your father taught that to you guys as kids because he wanted you to learn how to accept it's called like acceptance when you just accept everybody and especially if that everybody is your family and you had in this situation your father had a brother and your mother had a brother so they really instilled in you like those really really important values right since you were little that you're very lucky because a lot of kids don't learn about these things till they're much older and sometimes like you know kids go to like a camp and then they start maybe they'll work with special needs children there but like you're getting a good head start let's get back to the book for a minute tell me something you learned from this book about my special uncle it was about like like making sure that people don't be like oh my gosh i'm so terrified of him i want to just get out of here right Tehila, you have a mic that will reach many kids and you have the power to help people understand how they should feel around special needs kids because we know that they shouldn't feel scared and they shouldn't be nervous. I mean, they might be, but they shouldn't feel like they need to run, right? right? But how should they feel? Like what tips can you give kids in that situation where they're getting used to being with special needs children? Like, they shouldn't, like, steer because then maybe that will get them even more nervous, like, by noticing how different that person is. And don't either, like, point or... Wait, that's very interesting what you just said. You're saying that when you're staring, obviously, it makes them embarrassed. We should never stare at people. But you're saying if you're staring, then you're just going to be, like, focused on, like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Like, just chill, you know? Like, stop trying to, like, as if your eyes are binoculars. Like, stop trying to, like, look into their soul. Notice every detail. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to share with kids once you have the opportunity? That they have feelings also, that they also have a neshama. And just like you, they don't either like to feel left out. Mm, That's beautiful. I know you said one of your uncles passed away last year and one passed away two years ago. How was that for you when your uncles passed away, like one after the other? It was hard because like I had to sleep in different houses and like my parents were the first one, my only my mother went. And then the second, um, both of my parents um, flew to, to Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, so it was very like hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard for you because your parents were away and you were staying in random places? Yeah. Not like random, but like with my cousins and then like I had to go to my friend and then I had to go to my other cousins. Well, that sounds pretty random. (laughs) I know what you mean, though. It's like there are people that you you know and love, but it's just like you're going you're bouncing around place to another. Did your parents explain to you what happened like in a way that you were able to understand? So the one that happened this year, I was up. My father was like, was like crying and I asked him what happened. And he's like, I'll tell you tomorrow. He wasn't there tomorrow. And I'm like, what happened? And my mother said that my uncle passed away. Mm. Was your father very close with him? Yeah. Did you ever get to see your father interacting with his brother, talking to him? And did he talk to him on the phone? Because he was far. Jackson is near Lakewood and he's in Toronto. So did they get to see each other often? They didn't talk on the phone, but like whenever whenever my father would call my Bobby and Daddy, he would also like ask, can I also speak with? Your father would ask to speak with him. Yeah. That's really special. What did you learn from your parents having both these uncles and those years of watching your parents deal with their siblings? Did you learn any special lessons from them? Yeah, that they need very, very special care. They need help with everything, like with eating. Even when when they sneeze, they need help with the tissue. Wow. And your parents would help them with those type of things? No, that's what my Bubby and Daisy would help. But like my father would like help him like walk or like push the chair in. Wow. Like little things like that, like sitting at the Shabbos table and just not being able to move the chair in by themselves. 
Yeah. It's amazing that you notice those things. Did you ever discuss this with your parents or this is the first time you're having this conversation? Like every time after I visited them, like my mother would say, I saw that you were a little nervous. Could you tell me what happened? Like like my mother would want to know what happened. How it was going for you. Yeah. She didn't want you to be scared. She was just checking in with you. Like, are you understanding? Are you okay? Right. I know that it could be very challenging. Talking about this even could be uncomfortable. And you're doing an incredible job. You're being so open with us so we can all hear your experience. And hopefully if somebody has someone in their family, a cousin, an uncle, an aunt, I'll tell you what's interesting. Imagine like someone has a brother or sister with special needs, which tons of people do. It's very normal Mm -hmm. to have that, right? There's a lot of families with special needs kids. So the siblings have to get used to it because they deal with it every single day. And that could be very challenging, very, very hard, especially if the kid is taking up a lot of attention. But for people like you, it's very different because you had uncles and uncles you don't see every single day like when would you see them sometimes on yom tif and sometimes they came like for brushes or like or because like special like, occasions I, right in a way it's like a different type of hard because you're not used to it and every time you see them it's like you have to get used to it all over again right you see the difference yeah probably people don't even realize that it could be a challenge for you right but my best friend knows that that's what friends could do be do that's what and my cousin knows that my parents know that and my younger sibling know that a few people know that well it sounds like you have a very good support system (laughs) right do you do anything special for a zechus for their neshama for my father's brother they had special cards asher yatzer card with a picture of him and like a brachos card so that whenever you say a bracha you should have him in mind that's really special. And I also used to give out nash on like your yard site so that everybody would make a bracha and they would also and they would have in mind my, wow. my uncles. Especially for the uncle who loved making brachos. Did you make that connection? Not really because this year I, I gave out like one nash but not like that good. Mm. So oh. My mother said but at, but at least it was something that he loved. What was it? It was chips. What kind of chips? Potato chips. Potato chips. Well, I didn't think you meant like banana chips. your friends would be like no thank you (laughs) wow well it was so fun schmoozing with you and I just want to mention one thing before we go how long did it take you to listen to like all the episodes until now I think it was two weeks so in two weeks you caught up on all the episodes yeah and now I'm bored and now you're bored (laughs) okay 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 I'm working on making more for people like you who need more right (laughs) When you get your friends on board and you get your friends to listen, then you'll have like what to schmooze about. Right. Thank you for sharing with us on Incredible Kids and teaching us so many important lessons. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks for having me. You guys just heard Tahila talk about a special book called My Special Uncle. Well, I had heard of the book before, and after I heard her say how awesome it was, I decided to get a copy for myself, and I was completely blown away. And I'll tell you why. The book My Special Uncle is written by Ahava Aaron Price and published by Mosaica Press. The book just makes the whole experience of having special needs kids or adults in someone's family completely normal and relatable for any kid. The book starts out just like really fun, cute pictures. It talks about how kids have special relationships with any aunts and uncles, but in this particular book, the uncle is special. And then it talks about what special means. Like, what does special mean? And when I was talking to the folks at Mosaic Press, they told me that if you mention Incredible Kids, I'll provide the link in the show notes to Mosaic Press's website. And if you order My Special Uncle, write Incredible Kids in the order notes and you will get a free book called 999 Fun Facts About the USA. So that's just like a really cool thing. So you you get a free book. Go onto the website, buy the special book, My Special Uncle, and then you will get another book in addition to your order if you write Incredible Kids until September 1st. But Mosaic Press has lots of books for kids, obviously. So once you're there, look at their other stuff as well. And for every member of the family, if they have two great parenting books that just came out. And I will tell you that Rabbi Yaakov Bender, who is an incredible educator, says this is a great book that kids need to read. That's all kids with special needs, people in the family, kids that have no exposure. Let's expose our kids in the most beautiful, light and relatable way. Thank you, Mosaic Press. It's showtime. Oh, it's always the same. Yosef wants mommy's attention. 
Yes, like we're invisible. Hey, kids. What's the matter, my little superheroes? Mommy, Yosef always takes up all your time. We feel so left out. We love Yosef, but Todd. I understand how you feel, my darlings. Yosef needs extra care, but that doesn't mean I love you any less. Let's find a way to appreciate each other and understand Yosef a little better. Remember when we built a huge fort together? It was so much fun. Yeah, we had that silly dance party in the living room. We were laughing so hard. You're right, Kaya. We have so many special moments together. And Yosef is special too, just in a different way. Here he comes now. Hey, Yosef. Do you want to join us? We can play together and have lots and lots of fun. Look, Yosef, we're building a tower. Let's see how high we can make it. Yeah, we can't take toys and blocks. Whoa, we got so tall. We make a great team, don't we? We sure do. My incredible children, I'm so proud of how you've come together and embraced each other. You've learned to appreciate and support one another, including Yosef. We love you, Yosef. We love you too, Mommy. Kids, I love all of you more than words can say. We're a strong and loving family, no matter what challenges come our way. Baruch Hashem, after reaching out to Rav Evi Rattenberg, he was more than happy to join us in Incredible Kids. You'll notice that the sound effects are straight from his incredibly iconic songs. Please enjoy the following interview. Welcome, Rev A.B. Rottenberg, to Incredible Kids. It's a yeah. pleasure to be here. Where are you from? Where are you right now? I am now in Toronto. So for hey. all the kids from Canada who log on to Incredible Kids, hi there from your neck of the woods. And for all the kids in America or elsewhere, hello there. I hope you're having a great summer. Okay. You have been somebody that a lot of households know your name from your music, from Journeys. If you had, you know, a minute to just introduce yourself to all the kids out there, what would you say? Hi there. My name is Schnooky Shapiro from the Marvelous Vitos Machine. You know, that's how the kids know me best. <laughs> do it more. So, do it more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I really am Schnooky Shapiro. There was my voice. Wow. Fine, a good friend who lived in Toronto back in the day when we did those albums was Dr. Midos. Reb Moish Blaustein, who is okay. the uh, director of Camp Aguda in Toronto. He is my brother Schlumpy on the tapes. And my good friend Shlomi Goldreich, whose daughter lives in Baltimore, by the way. I literally have chills right now. You don't even understand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the listeners don't know this. I mean, at this point of the podcast, when this airs, this interview that we're doing right now is uh-huh. following right after a very special girl named Tehila Blaustein. So ah. Hila Blaustein is a delicious eight-year-old, and she just finished her interview. We just did. And she brought you up in the conversation, but not because of Schlumpy Shapiro. She didn't nah. say a word about Schlumpy Shapiro. And the way I got connected to Tehila was a whole hashkacha in itself. But we spoke a lot about special needs people and specifically kids dealing with special needs adults, which is very interesting because we're used to talking about children. And then she mentioned your incredible song, Who Am I?, which I love and my listeners know that we played that song on a podcast early on. She's Mike and Reese's granddaughter. This exactly. Is a so I was she talking spoke about she spoke about her uncle Menachem who just she passed did. away. She did. She and she uh-huh. said that your song, Who Am I, was a song that her father played for her and her siblings so many uh-huh. times when she was super little. Uh-huh. That was kind of their chinuch of how they yeah. dealt with their uncle. And then I said to her father, it was so special how your daughter articulated how much she appreciated Journeys and my favorite song. And he said, hold on a second. Did she mentioned Schlumpy Shapiro. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I never knew that you were the voice of Schnooky. of Schnooky. Schnooky. I knew you created yeah. the Marvelous Mewos machine. Right. Wow. It's really me. Wow. I mean, I can't do it so well anymore. I'm getting old, but uh, <laughs> it was my voice. I think in your Journey's albums, I think there's a few songs that touch upon loving special needs people and appreciating them and how they are special in this world. Which songs come to mind of yours that speak to that? Well, Who Am I, Who Am I, of course, was written for Hask. I was commissioned by Hask to write a song for their camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the concerts that they give are to raise money for their summer program, where right. they take in kids from all over 
give them a place and they give the parents a break and, and it's a special special place i'm actually going there this sunday we're gonna oh, do wow. a show for the counselors uh sunday evening this after shabbos Nachmu. camp hask right. is a camp for special needs children special and needs adults children yes and uh, it's mostly children mostly and, children but, but they, they'll take them there up until a certain age and right. you know, even teenagers and young adults but they have so many uh wonderful counselors who, who give of themselves for an entire summer and devote mm-hmm. themselves very often it's one counselor for one camper. Yeah. Sometimes I believe it could even be two counselors for a camper. So great are the needs sometimes that right. they have to take shifts to take care of this child. And sometimes it could be a, one counselor for several children, depending on the, the extent of the disability. And who am I? Of course, the song talks about how, yes, we understand that there are differences between us and, and a special needs child, but in so many ways, we are the same. We right. have feelings are the same. We have aspirations and hopes and and certain things make us happy and laugh. The same things make us happy and laugh and the same things can make us cry and be sad. And those things we have in common are important to focus on rather than on the differences between us. Right. Because the differences are what we see. And it's sometimes mm-hmm. could be uncomfortable and maybe scary even if you're not used mm-hmm. to that. So you're Correct. teaching. Right. I think for children listening, if, if you meet or see or encounter a, a special needs child, it may be hard. You may feel awkward. You may feel uncomfortable. But if you do it once, let's say somebody's in a wheelchair and you say, can I help you? Can I push the wheelchair for you? Is there somewhere you need to go? Can I help you? And you do it once. Second time, it's a lot easier. The third time, it's even easier. And the fourth time, you won't even think about it. You'll just be so happy to do it because you'll see, again, there's so much that's in common. There's so much you can do together. You can laugh together. And you'll feel very great afterwards that you did a really big mess. Wow, that's beautiful. I think that's part of the experience of working at a place like Camp Hask. You know, they're Mm -hmm. teenagers who are working there. And some of them never experience working so closely and for, you know, in such close quarters, they really need take care of their help them brush their teeth help them do the regular things we're used to and they probably learn so much from it in that those summers and change their lives it can change their lives look we you know we grow up with with parents who give us everything we need take care of us and we keep taking and taking and taking and when you keep taking all the time it's very hard to give because right. you're not used to that. Right. Once you give a little bit and you give of yourself, whether it's of your time, your effort, your money, whatever it is that you have, and you give that to somebody else, you start to grow as a person. You start to to open your eyes and to the world. And it makes you feel so good, even better than taking. Giving is, is much more enjoyable than it is to receive. Wow. But nothing in your life will yourself to help another I worked in Camp Cayley when I was in the, the mm-hmm. first year of Camp Cayley. And Camp Cayley is a camp for special needs children and typical developing children. And they're together in the same bunk. And I was there the first year they started. And I mm-hmm. stayed for a couple summers afterwards. And it really, really changed my life, my life. So I and I never mm-hmm. dealt with them in such a close way before. But it really, really could make a difference. And And then you start to view mm-hmm. these people as so special. There's so much to learn from them. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Like when you made that song, what year was that? Do you remember the year it was? Because it's a long time ago. It's an old song. It was the second year that Hask did this fundraising concert, the famous fundraising uh-huh. concert in Manhattan. <laughs> So it was probably 1987 or 88, something like that. Wow. And, that was a uh, long time ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> long time, but they're still doing concerts 35 years later. Wow. So know, do you so. feel like people still ask you about that song or the song was kind of like overshadowed by some of the newer ones? No, I think it's timeless. I think that song, thank God, I'm very proud of those words and yeah. worked very hard to write that song. And it's been covered by many other people and their videos online of that song. And some songs are timeless, you know, because yeah. the theme remains the same. And thankfully, the music is also very simple and very basic. It, it has that timeless feel for me. I agree. Not because- Mm-hmm. my song but, but but simply because i was 
I was fortunate enough to come up with that idea. Akkadosh Baruch sends me uh, good ideas every once in a while. <laughs> um, I wish you would send me some more. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful song, and I'm going to play it for you know a lot of our young audience here because I, know I have my own kids, Baruch Hashem, and I want them to hear the songs I grew up on, not because of just nostalgia. Nostalgia means like, oh, I'm remembering my childhood. It's because it had such an important piece of my childhood. They planted seeds, those ideas, those messages, and it tells a story. All of your songs tell a story even if it's not a story. Many of them do. I like to write songs with stories, but the English songs, the journey songs in particular, I like to have a message yeah. that's meaningful. We grew up together in New York City. Oh, how the time has flown by. And I look at myself to some extent as not just being a songwriter, but being an educator, because music and the message in the song can sometimes resonate better than a sheer, than a class, than a lecture, than a, even than a story. Sometimes the fact that those words and that idea is mixed with music, it becomes imprinted in, in memory of people and they learn it and understand it and, and relate to it in a deeper level. Right. The amazing power of music. A hundred percent. You're like a Rebbe in a sense to all your listeners. Since I am there. Well, the fair thing it would seem. Even if you don't have that intention, it ends up being. If they're learning from it, then you're teaching them. Um, I'm also very proud that sometimes other educators will use some of the songs in classroom. They'll play the song and they'll right. discuss. Right. Or in camp, food. even. In camp, or they in give camp out the song sheets at Shal Shadis. Right. Raise awareness in certain areas, whether it's for special children, whether it's about learning, whether it's about Amuna. Or you can ask the question, it ain't no sin believing in Hashem, the eternity of Torah and Jewish histories. I was made way back in 1842. So all of these things are yeah. in various songs that I've... Beautiful. Nidos are not just for children, by the way. If the kids think I just wrote it for them, they're wrong. I wrote it as much for myself so that, you know, I shouldn't be jealous of others and I shouldn't be lazy, etc., etc. For their parents too, you know? Right. I don't have problem if a kid you know softly says me also when his parent does something you know <laughs> i don't have a problem with that, you know but it should be done softly maybe gently not not I say that to my kids all the time and they look at me kind of funny and I'll just be like but I will say that the who am I song like that makes me cry when I hear that song I cry even if I heard it a thousand times but then you have another song called the band right Mm. and that was from a later Journeys album maybe the fourth Mm. one right was it the fourth album so that song has like a really fun vibe to it and I think when I was a kid and I heard that song I don't know if I understood as much like it didn't make me for sure to make me cry because it was a happier song but it was hopeful mm-hmm. the other song makes me realize on a deeper level I'll let you talk about it in a second, but I was thinking like we just sure. finished Tishabav and everybody wants Mashiach and I'm so disappointed Mashiach is not here. Like genuinely, I'm disappointed. After all the achdos that you see, you kind of hope he's like, where is he already? And I know he's coming, but I just am a little disappointed. And the song talks about Mashiach coming. And I want to know from you, first of all, you could tell me a little bit about the history of the band and, and the fun aspects sure. of the song and what you had in mind when you wrote it. Cause it's, it's so really beautiful. Not a song, it's really not a song about Mashiach. Mashiach's in the song. Yeah. He comes and we all hope he comes. Uh, a, 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 we, we believe he could come any day. And we certainly hope that by next Tisha B'Av, Tisha B'Av becomes a Yom Tif And we have, you know, we have a yeah. wonderful meal on Tisha B'Av to celebrate that it's no longer a day of sadness because we have a new bias. We have a new Beis Amigdash and we have Mashiach. And there's no more anti-Semitism in the world. And everybody loves the Jewish people and everybody wants to come and convert and et cetera, et cetera. We'll be on top of the world. Uh, so it's a wonderful time. But that song really... The Mashiach aspect is really just to make a point. And the point that I try to make in the song is that the most important aspect of a mitzvah, of a tefillah, of a chesed that we do is the intention, is the kavana, the feeling and the emotion. Why we're doing it. And the sincerity behind it. Very often we do things simply because we're expected to do it. Fine, I'll do it. Or we do things because people are looking at us and we want them to see and and keep a good opinion of us. 
So we do it. Sometimes we do it because we know Hashem wants us to do it, but just, you know, that's very vague or it's very, it's only a small part of why we do it. But of course, if we do something with true feeling, Hashem in heaven will look at it as being so much more important. And in my story, there were these fellows who wanted to be musicians. They loved music and they wanted to play music for others with sincerity. They didn't do it because they needed What were their names again? There was um, Isamar, the drummer, and the Yiddle, keyboard. Yiddle and his fiddle. And, Yiddle the fiddle, right. Isamar, the drummer, and uh, Shlomo and Yehuda on, tr- on horn, trombone, and tuba. Right. right? So, so There once was a man named Yiddle who loved to play the fiddle. Yeah, whatever. So the, those are just the rhymes. But the idea was that these were people who were not very good musicians and people would run away when they'd hear them play. But they desired to give simcha to Jews and to bring uplift Yidin with their music. So all of a sudden, when the chef came, Kodesh Baruch was sent down a little pixie dust. Then, you know, a miracle happened and they all of a sudden became the greatest musicians in society. In the Gemara, we say, Rachmana Liba Boy, Hashem wants sincerity. He loves when people's hearts are invested and involved in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the song that's praising that attitude and that feeling. And the music starts off a very exciting, very exciting music and it ends with the very exciting music. And then in the middle, obviously, they can't play and they sound terrible. <laughs> but at the end, they, they are gifted with a special bracha from Hashem. So it's that point that I'm trying to make. We'll be right back to this episode with Rabbi Abi Rottenberg after a word from our sponsor. Hey, incredible kids and families. Are you ready for a video streaming experience that's kosher, ad-free, and filled with fun? Introducing Yidflix for every member of the family. From Uncle Maishi's catchy tunes to the Shazak Parsha series, Yidflix has something for everyone. You could choose to pay per month or do it for the entire year. And here's the clincher. There will be no ads that pop up with something inappropriate that you don't want your kids seeing. And they update their content every single day so you'll never run out of things to watch. Go to Yidflix.com, Y-I-D-F-L-I-C-K-S.com. Follow the link in the show notes and sign up today. And now back to my conversation with Reb A.B. Rottenberg. I have another song on the recent Journeys album called Chaver Mikol Yisrael. Of course, right, right. It talks about Mashiach coming and what life will be like. Because Mashiach had arrived, peace and love began to thrive. No more war, no more hate. And how the whole world will change and how all of the Yidin will get together and be on the same page and, right. and love each other and respect each other. And that the nations of the world are going to want to come, but it's too late. Because once my chef's here, the doors right. are closed. There's Whoever no Gayrus, it's too late. But there's no Gayrus, it's too late. No more Gayrus, right. A Gayr who comes now is a Gayr Tzedek and should be treated like any other Jew with tremendous respect and love. But after my chef. So comes, is, the, is the band song in any way, how would you relate that to viewing special needs people, individuals? I honestly did not have that in mind. I wouldn't call these people special needs people. They were just, you know, people who couldn't do a certain thing. I mean, right. No, even though, even though that wasn't your intention mm-hmm. meaning would you even venture to say and i could be totally wrong but uh-huh. would you even venture to say that we could view special needs people and their ability to contribute well i don't know if it's in that song or not it certainly wasn't in my mind but what you're saying is 100 percent true a special needs child who says a bracha if we just imagine you know it does so with such sincerity and and with a simple understanding right hashem is not looking for necessarily for the most sophisticated deepest understanding He's looking for Amun Apshutai. And Howard is still a dentist out in Woodmere. He's looking for, for simple obedience and, and connection. Right. And very often, I think a, a special needs child might have a, a, a less complicated view of the world and can relate to HaKadosh Baruch in ways that maybe even we cannot. Right. Certainly, because of their, their struggles, they are considered... Nikiyim, they're considered, yeah. they are pure, they have such pure neshamas, so they are certainly on a higher level than we are in some ways. Because of that, kids should realize that too. We all have to realize that when we see a child like that and how pure they are in the eyes of Hashem. Yeah. It's amazing. They shine a special light in this world that's there. You have to have open eyes to see it and have those interactions, like you were saying in the beginning, like in Camp Ask and how people are learning to interact, regular teenagers and kids, kids, even younger kids. I have a sister who does amazing stuff for Yadei Chassad and Mansi. She does amazing mm-hmm. stuff and she's in eighth grade, you know? And it's, if I'm it's not so mistaken, they, character building. 
Yeah, it's been said, I think, if I'm not wrong, the Chazonish used to stand up when a special needs person would enter wow. his room or his home. He would get up because they were without sin and they were wow. pure, pure. That shows of what a Gadol understands. They see the light and the Gadolim can see what we can't see sometimes. So that's really right. special. Just if you had one message that all kids can relate to, and you've said so many beautiful messages, but specifically to kids who have special needs siblings or special needs relatives, you know, when it's very close to home, what would you say to them? Well, that's a very good question. And I think it's a, a very important thing for, especially if a, if a child has a sibling who's, and the parents need to spend more time with that sibling because of their needs. My dear brother, very often it could lead to a bit of jealousy and a bit of sadness that you, you don't have as much time with your parents, with your mother, with your father, because they have to spend extra time with, with a needy brother or sister. And I go back to the Marvelous Mitos, which have a song called the Mavater song, to be Mavater. Well, you could be Mavater on a piece of cake, on a donut, and you could be Mavater on your seat, and you could be Mavater on... Think, can uh, you sing a little uh, bit of that song, Dog My Memory? Um, okay, very good. Very good question. I'll be Mavater. But on the schnooky voice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I could, I could, I'll find it on my computer. I could play it. But anyways, I'll find it. I'll find it. Don't worry. Okay, you'll, you'll find, you can play it in the background. Right? <laughs> That donut looks sweet, a sumptuous treat. How much it makes Hashem happy in Shamayim when somebody is Mavater. I mean, the song is, be Mavater once in a while. Obviously, you can't always be Mavater. Maybe it's not only about me, 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 me. I can be Mavater for another. But the song asks for children to understand that you don't always need to be the one. And especially for someone who has a, a sibling like that, recognize that if you're going to be Mavater on what you think is the time that you want to have with your parents or the attention, that you're doing such a great mitzvah, letting uh, your brother or sister who has special needs to get a little bit of extra time with your parents. And when you're Mavater on somebody else, you know what Hashem does to you? What? 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 He's Mavater on you too. What does that mean? overlook sometimes you do something right. a little bit wrong you were mavater on your honor he'll be mavater on his honor that's a wonderful right. thing to know and they say that even on yom kippur if a person doesn't succeed in doing tshuva on yom kippur but if he's a mavater if throughout the year he's mavater all the time hashem will be mavater on him too and forgive him for you know little mistakes here and there so be a mavater understand that you know, the, the brother or sister or somebody you know or a friend in the neighborhood needs a little extra time and care from the rabbi or from anybody, and Hashem will be very happy with you. Wow, that's beautiful for all kids to hear. So thank you for including us all. I mean, I can work on being Mavatar a million all times kids, a day. All, all kids, large and small. I include myself. All of us have yeah, that. We're I'm all kids growing up, too. right? I heard from a very wise you know, kid on this podcast. He said, adults are kids who grew up. Older people are just younger people that have grown up. Hmm, this is true. I never thought about it like that. It's a very deep but not profound statement, but we're all growing, right? I guess, I don't know if that's what he intended, but that's what I took out of it. We are all growing on a journey together. So that's what I love about the fact that we can talk to the kids now and the kids can listen and, and realize that the people that they look up to, like yourself, I mean, respectfully, you are somebody who's given so much to Kal Yisrael. We're all in this together and trying to figure out how to make Hashem happy. I would say that I give myself and, and you and everybody else who's listening and parents who are listening the following bracha please is that, is that you should all grow old but never grow up always have that wide-eyed the wide-eyed excitement and appreciation that that children have and youth yes. have for, for yes. everything in the world so grow old get old there's a hundred and svansik at least i mean never grow up <laughs> never grow up <laughs> i love that that's that's one of my mottos i that's <laughs> one of my mottos and it's and it's very important very 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 important to stay enthusiasm of youth and 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 the wonderful wonderful excitement that uh, the same thing when you see when you wake up in the morning <laughs> when you say kriyashma you've done it so many times in your life and how do you do it with excitement again that's what it says every day it should be like it's new like you're a little child doing it for the first time and mm -hmm. it's, it's Thank you. Thank you, Rebbe E.B., for coming on to Incredible Kids. And I don't know if there's more Journeys albums in store or Marvelous Midos Machine sequels, but we're waiting for more, but we keep getting a little... Give me a bracha, like please, that I should, I should come up with more ideas and Hashem should I grant mean, me more inspiration. I will say that the Butterfly song that you produce with Shulam Lemmer and Rebbe Wallerstein, that song took Klyestral by storm. It's like, sure. if anyone listening never heard the Butterfly song before... But you'll never, no, never... 
have to walk it alone. I played it at the end of one of my episodes because it had just come out and I needed to play it. I'm like, I have to tie this song in because it's like my favorite song. And then me and my daughters actually went to a recording studio in Baltimore and I recorded the song with my girls. It was the most beautiful bonding experience for me and my daughters. And my five-year-old is in it singing the song on top of her lungs. And then we sent it out to our family and my grandmother and everyone feels like it was made for them, you know? So may Hashem give you the... I feel humbled, but may you have the strength and the siyad like a navi right. waiting for a navua, you know? No, no, no. We need we need all the brachas we can get. Everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be more, you know. And and I, I certainly I'm certainly trying. And if I have a good idea, you know, I I try to work on it. And I mean, it's Hashem. There will Beautiful. be more songs. Beautiful. I have children. I baruch Hashem. I have some some children who are very talented and are working on some stuff. So I hope the kids listening will look for that down the road. You know. Beautiful. 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 It's so beautiful that you passed it on to your children also. Like the genes and the nature versus nurture, everything is like a lot. Well, they, had, they had both. They right. Had exactly. Both. They, they got to see it and they and they're very talented on their own right and they work very hard at it. Well, I did so, read in the credits the journey at Sea Song was written by one of your children, right? Yes, my son Fananya wrote that song and I still read the credits. <laughs> there you go. My daughter Shifty wrote uh, From the Ashes, my daughter Bella wrote uh, The Secret. So there are a bunch of songs from the kids. But beautiful. I want to say one thing to your kids before we sign off as much as you think that uh, you know somebody is talented and they write songs and they come up with melodies and they come up with words it's very hard and it's hard work and no good song was ever written certainly not lyrics written overnight and quickly you have to work on it you have to think about it it's just same as school work and the same as anything you want to do if you want it to last you want it to be special to put in the work and the time and the effort and then you'll get tremendous enjoyment from and satisfaction for having done that and and you'll see people will really enjoy that's like the uh, song the i could keep going forever because you have so many songs that i could reference one <laughs> <laughs> that's like hazor and bedima with the eighth day right right exactly yes, yes. what it is That's it's like secret, yeah. right i love the analogy yeah. the, the, the muscle i love effort. what you said about the swing set right like mm -hmm. building right you have to do it from uh -huh. there's so little to do in the yard can we have a tree house just order and click that reminds me of my That's father my, he always my daughter's me. song my daughter Right, right 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 uh, uh -huh. beautiful right. very nice meeting you it was on, so special good job it's a wonderful so summer bye-bye bye-bye bye thank you Trouble with my words, they don't seem to come out clear. But I want you all to know me, so I'll try by asking one small question. It won't take up too much time. Can you tell me? Can you answer? Who am I? Oh, I know I'm very different by the things I cannot do why I'd find it hard to tell you my own name so you wonder just who am I as you try to hide your eyes but believe me you and I are much the same don't you marvel at a sunset as the rays shine through the clouds And the night begins to take over the sky Don't you love the sound of laughter And a lively happy tune Then we are not so different, you and I And when you see a mighty eagle As it spreads its graceful wings don't you wish inside your heart that you could fly? 
And when you hear a crash of thunder, don't you tremble out of fear? Then we are not so different, you and I. can't hold me and I cannot shake your hand and that looking at me makes you feel so strange so you wonder just who am I as you quickly pass on by but believe me you and I are much the same have you known the pain of sadness and the feeling that it brings Yes, I'm sure there have been some times you've had to cry And that loneliness is worst of all, I'm sure you will agree For then we are not so different, you and I Do you know the joy of friendship, of caring and of love? Somehow I get the feeling that you do Then we are not so different We are very much the same You do know who I am Who I am, who I am, who I am, who I am I'm just like you It's always good for me to hear that song again, and I hope that it inspired you also. And I just want to like tie everything together for you. So the hashkacha here was that I reached out to Tehila, an interesting suggestion, two uncles that are special needs, and and I'm so glad that we were able to talk about both of her uncles who are no longer with us in this world. But it's obvious that Tehila learned a lot from them and from this experience, and she was so excited to share with all of you listeners all the lessons that she learned, and maybe like in a way like what she wished she knew when she was younger and maybe before she really understood. And it sounds like this book, My Special Uncle, really helped her a lot. And of course, this song and so many other important things. But the crazy thing is, is that once we came up with that idea to interview Rabbi Rattenberg and we brought him onto the episode, and like you heard earlier, I reached out to the father and he said, did Tehila tell you about Schlumpy Shapiro? And for those of you who are not familiar with Marvelous Midos Machine, now you will be. <laughs> Schnooky and Schlumpy are two brothers. They're like the main characters with Dr. Midos and others. And then when I got on the line with Rabbi Rattenberg right away in the beginning of the conversation he starts mentioning this girl's grandfather who's like one of his really close friends and I didn't realize all of these connections until we were literally in the middle of the conversation and I couldn't believe it and not just that hold on to your seats not just that then Tehila's father sent me a picture of something that happened this past Sunday in Camp Hask. So we're busy talking about Camp Hask. And as you know, Reb Baruch Levine was on our previous episode. So these two very special Jewish singers, Reb Baruch Levine and Reb A.B. Rottenberg, were in this picture that he sent me. Get this. They were giving a concert for the special counselors of Camp Hask, where Tehila's uncle was in camp, in memory of Menachem Blaustein, Tehila's uncle. And his picture is in this advertisement for the concert with Reb Avi Rottenberg and Reb Baruch Levine, two special singers who we just put on to Incredible Kids. And I felt like it was a kiss from Hashem saying like, this is what the kids need to hear right now. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you think about it, talk about it with your families and think about how you can practice these ideas, these lessons in your own life. Maybe you can volunteer for an organization if you're old enough 
enough. Or maybe you could invite a special needs kid for Shabbos and give their parents a break or something or have them over Shabbos afternoon. You never know. There's lots of ways to get involved and we all can try to do our piece. And like Rev. A.B. Rottenberg said, you become better from it. It really helps all of us when we give and when we help someone else. And now it's time for homework. Oh, come on. Not that kind. It's almost like a no-brainer for me. If you're listening until now, you must be thinking, you know what? I know some special needs people. Maybe you have a program at your school where there's a special class for kids who are made differently, that Hashem created a little bit differently than you. Um, or maybe in your camp, there are kids who might be different. I'm sure if you thought about it, you'll think about somebody that you see maybe on a regular basis, even that you can think about how you can be kinder to them, be nicer to them and include them. We all like to feel included. I like to feel included. If I walk into a simcha and I don't know anybody, I like when somebody says, oh, hi, how are you? How are you doing? Come join us. And so think about how a special needs child feels. This inclusivity, this inclusion is a word you'll hear a lot around special needs people where they just want to make them feel normal because they are just like you and me. So let's try to work on inclusivity with special needs people that you may come in contact with, whether it's in your family, in your neighborhood, in your shul, wherever you may be. And if you do practice this inclusivity of being nice to somebody who's special and made differently than you, and actually maybe even forming a friendship, then let us know at ikidspodcast at gmail.com for a chance to win a really incredible prize. And Thank you, everybody, for listening. And please like, follow, and subscribe. Share the podcast with your friends. And we'll see you next time on Incredible Kids Podcast. Meanwhile, enjoy your summer. Are you an incredible kid? Send your story to ikidspodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe today to the Incredible Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember, you are all incredible kids. Thanks.